0: Good morning, and welcome in to the Blitz, live here on Fan Run Radio, live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios. Happy Monday, tis Monday, February sixth, and uh, we're here with you for the next couple hours, getting you to your lunch break, starting you, starting you off on this week. Hopefully, we're starting this week off on the right foot, everybody. Let's make it a good week. We got a we got a big week coming. It's Super Bowl week. I almost forgot about that when I woke up. That it was like, hey, this is it. This is Super Bowl week. But yeah, it is Super Bowl week. It's Tennessee Mizzou week, which is arguably bigger. I know. I know that's the game that we're all getting up for. Uh, Tennessee Vandy this week too. A lot going on. A lot going on. A lot sure going on. We're all just kind of. <laughs> We're all just kind of trying to pull ourselves back together, too, after the (coughs) excitement that was the inaugural Pro Bowl games.
1: Oh, yes. That was awesome.
0: I actually loved it.
1: I I caught (laughs) caught my eye on a few of it. I saw uh, uh, Trayvon Diggs intercept Stephon Diggs. That was cool. C.D. Lamb had a good game. Uh, Tyler Huntley was throwing dimes. So was Geno Smith.
0: They had so many games, like, not flag football, but just, like, games.
1: Yeah, I didn't get to see much of the other game. I saw the flag football game, and it was, it was almost just overwhelming. Like, there were I a lot more than
0: I thought they were going to be. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I saw, like, a little, like, highlight video of the longest drive competition, and it didn't look
0: pretty. It went on for so long. <laughs> I mean, they, they were playing. They were swinging hard. Well, I'm not just the longest drive. Like, the, the Pro Bowl games went on for so long.
1: Do you think the players liked it? Josh Jacobs him. didn't
0: really. <laughs> yeah, did you see what
1: Josh Jacobs said? No, he said something along the lines of it had some explicits in it, but he said something along the lines of, like, This isn't fun. He's like, I hate this. You
0: can say it, it's okay. FCC rules if it's a Josh Jacobs quote, <laughs> no, it's not, no, it's not a, that's
1: the part of the rules. If it's yeah. a Josh Jacobs clip, then you can say whatever yeah, you want. No, exactly. he, he was not happy.
0: I saw but that, but that's also uh, Josh Jacobs. I got a report, a little notification that was like, Players. <laughs> he was not happy I got a report that it was like Players love new Pro Bowl format Geno Smith among many to rave about it Of course
1: Geno likes it and He's like, just well, the first Geno. time going to the Pro Bowl Of course he likes it He'll do whatever I to be in the Pro Bowl I saw about
0: it uh, There's there's a lot of jokes online But well, yeah. I also thought it was just you know, really fun
1: I saw, again, I think my point was that Yeah, this isn't just fun for the kids Like adults can like this too But like, I think the main point of All-Star Games Just should be to like get the kids involved because I remember growing up and watching, like, the Home Run Derby weekend and baseball just being in awe. I saw kids watching this at a, at a restaurant on Sunday, and they were like, oh, my gosh, like, the AFC just is up this event to this event. And they were, like, into it. I was, was it like, that's at cool. It wasn't at Chili's. Uh, did you go to Chili's?
0: I did not. I forgot. Wow.
1: Tradition just shattered.
0: It was – uh, there was a lot, though. I mean, just between, like, the dodgeball and the best catch and the obstacle courses and the, the running through the wall and, like, the – they just Obstacle had D-linemen,
2: like, moving – it was like a, a wall with just, <laughs> yeah, like, 45-pound so, weights, like huh. a pole of 45-pound weights, and you just pull it off, and then you got to push it It was a
0: 5,000-pound – it was 5,000 pounds altogether. And, yeah, on the backside, they had all those 45-pound weight, weights. So you could try to pull it with the weights, and you had to pull it past a certain line using yardsticks and pulling it backwards, like, towards you. Or you could take all the 45-pound weights off, and then the wall would just be 2,000 pounds.
2: mm that was lot. fun. Jeffrey Simmons was taking, like, Jeffrey six Simmons plates was at just, a time yeah. and just, like, pushing it huh. down the line. Like, it was just monsters of men in that competition. That was my favorite one to watch, I think. Like the, the, of the
0: commentary line. was hilarious. Yeah, Pat McAfee
2: that. did a good job. Was well, it Pat and it was, Kirk Herbstreit? Yeah, it was. And, well,
0: during that one, was it was it Marcus Spears? Who was that that was?
2: I don't know. I feel like it was Ryan Clark on the field for most of it. But there like, was it might somebody, have been Marcus Spears. It probably was.
0: RG3? RG3 no. was on there. It was like one of the like ex defensive linemen, or at least a bigger guy. Like I booger. I think it was
2: Marcus Spears. I had it on. for Marcus like, Spears is great. I
0: flipped it on like as it started, like flipped it back over to that as that one was starting. So I didn't get to see who the broadcasters were, and then I flipped it off before it showed him again. But I know the voice, and it's just. Not I think to
1: me. I think every single All Star game, <clears throat> like doesn't matter that there are conflicting networks it should just be like stephen a smith charles barkley pat mcafee just all the most insane and analysts. you're forgetting one uh, who am i forgetting shack shack well sure i mean i was just taking one from the, the no TNT but crew.
0: if i don't get shack i'm not watching
1: <laughs> uh, fine sub
0: out charles for shack no both
1: okay and fine. Bill throw walton. in both yeah 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 get bill walton in the mix
0: <laughs> could you <laughs> imagine if bill walton was at that he vegas just, too so he can legally oh smoke
1: how would uh how yeah how would Bill Walton and, and Charles Barkley interact on a on a broadcast? Know. Probably not. But Snoop Very was there. in sync.
0: You just pan over and oh Snoop, Dogg Snoop was there. And, okay. Snoop and Bill are just lighting one up. Okay. Inside the Raiders Stadium, just yeah playing dodgeball, doing whatever.
1: I did see some of the dodgeball. I I did I see some of the dodgeball. Saquon Barkley was out there making plays.
0: Dodgeball is one of those things that I think we as a society don't play enough.
1: I haven't played dodgeball in forever. Like
0: you play pickup basketball sometimes. Let's play like let's play pickup, dodgeball more often. Like <laughs> but there, who, has
1: there en- are, who has enough balls? Yeah, you got have the, you gotta have the uh, dodgeballs. Yeah, like, who's got that? enough I, artillery? I, I, will,
0: I will bring the dodgeballs.
1: I don't. I haven't owned a dodgeball ever in my life. Oh, I've owned plenty. Okay, and plenty of I've like I guess kickballs. I, yeah, I think could be the same thing. So the I same think, thing.
0: I think that there are a couple games, right? That as or just like things in general sometimes that we kind of let go as we grow up and we decide. Though you know that's kids games like uh we've we've grown past that. Uh, we're adults now, we don't play that. And we should. People should play more kickball. People should play more, I agree. more dodgeball. And this last one, stay with me on this. Hide and seek. Uh that gets
1: I think you I think hide and seek comes back around when you have kids and when you're adults. But like and you can play hide and seek hide like, and seek was kids a love lot of fun. Yeah it was, but then you become too big to hide.
0: I think just imagine right now, right?
1: It is not what, what viable like, hiding spots are around like my a, home a, now. Like,
0: well, I mean, it needs to be an evening at night. <laughs> just imagine, like, uh, tonight, right? You and six buddies, you just go get a, a one-block radius on the fort and just play hide-and-seek. Like, that would be fun. You can't tell me that wouldn't be. You used
1: to play hide-and-seek, like, around the neighborhood and like, people's yards. Yeah. Couldn't do that anymore just could. there's no way you could do that anymore yeah, you could. I think at this point people, uh, people would, would get too they, mad at you now I think that's it's what I'm like suspicious about. people behavior. yeah like societal standards yeah. have not
0: allowed us to so we need to change well especially society's
1: standards. especially for uh, mid 20s individuals can't be playing hide and seek in neighborhoods anymore just
2: just some young adults
1: <laughs> just like hiding behind yeah, electrical yeah, boxes yeah no <laughs> that's just not going to work Shh. yeah that's not going to work even even away? like kids i think like if you were from 10 to like 20 even like People won't want you in your lawns anymore, like you used to just like run through people's lawns all the time. People just don't want that anymore.
0: I still think there's
1: do kids go outside and run around anymore? I don't really you know how like you had the you know the older generation they were just like we would just run loose, come back at dinner time. Ours was a little different from that it was but it was still like, hey, you free roam around the neighborhood, yeah, go run around, but like. Yeah, like it was more strict a little bit. Nowadays, I feel like it's like no one ever runs around a neighborhood. I, I don't see it.
0: Miss the days of just hopping on a bike and being back in an like an unknown amount of time.
1: Yeah.
2: Now you just run around the neighborhood in VR somewhere, probably. <laughs> you <know? laughs> got your virtual <laughs> reality.
0: We got a hits Pokemon the- over here. Come catch it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Losers. There's no need to go outside anymore, I guess.
0: <laughs> how's uh How's everyone doing this morning?
1: Lovely. Pretty good. It's Monday. Why did you just look in pain there? Yeah, you looked really upset. What just happened?
0: I am in pain.
1: Okay. Yeah. From what? I don't know. You. It was it like ear? It looked like ear pain.
0: No, it's back pain.
1: Oh, Ah, that's no fun.
0: Like the very bottom of your back, like really where where your back turns into your butt. Like if I were to get a tattoo where my back hurts, it would be classified as a tramp stamp. Mm. Okay. I don't know what happened. I was playing pickleball this morning. A little over an hour and on like the very last swing just all of a sudden my back hurts so just bad done. right now.
2: Mm. Pulled
1: something.
0: I don't know. You're like Probably Tiger Woods it. right now, basically. But it is <laughs> it is hurting. Uh what did you get into this weekend, Andy?
1: Um what did I get into this weekend? I, I watched uh watched Tennessee basketball on the television. I watched a lot of college basketball on Saturday, and then I made my own bracket. So I, I'm very, very confident that my bracket. Compare it to Lenardi. Compare it to Palm. I know who would be in the field if it ended. It's February. It's time to start making your own bracket, right? So I did that. Who's the 15 seed in the West Region? Right? <laughs> 15. See the thing the is, the thing I, do, I don't, <laughs> I don't like to turn. I don't have like the. I don't know what region is what. I there don't really a way to do it all. Yeah, I know that's one way to do it, but I don't really. Take the regions into consideration. I'm more just like, who are my one seeds? Who are my two seeds? Well, then you're
0: never going to have a perfect bracket.
1: What do you mean? Joe Lennardi has his regions.
0: Yeah, you got to get your regions.
1: I don't care about the regions. <laughs> which one's the West? Tell me which one's the West, and I'll tell you what the fifteen seed is. Is it the top left, top right? Well,
0: I don't know. Who are your ones?
1: My one seeds, Houston. Okay. Alabama. Okay. Purdue. Okay. And Tennessee.
0: I guess in that scenario...
1: Who's going to be the West team? Houston? They're the most Houston? out West team there. Probably. Yeah, is this, you, so is – is probably. is I know the committee does this, but, like, is that literally the reason why maybe an Arizona-UCLA gets the one seat over, like, a Tennessee in this scenario?
0: No, not necessarily, but
1: it, – It probably would be, right?
0: No, I don't – I mean. No. No? No? Oh. <laughs> I'm doing it
1: more like here are my one seats, here are my two seats. I'm just going to put them all together and see what, see what makes sense.
0: You got to mix and match. Well, I do. You got to avoid your first round matchups, well, avoid your second round I mix
1: and match based on, like, yeah, I'm not going to put conference foes together and not going to put like a one and two be both from the Big 12. Like, I'm going to do that, but I'm not really think- taking regions into effect in this one. That's just too much work. Already a lot of work to field 68 teams in an in a <laughs> Excel sheet.
0: Where do you have Sienna?
1: Sienna is not in my field.
0: When'd you do this?
1: I think I put Iona in over them.
0: Iona sucks.
1: Did Iona win yesterday? Because I didn't take the Sunday games into effect. I thought Sienna sucks.
0: Sienna sucks. They too. have the same I, amount of
1: losses in conference play.
0: I hate Sienna. After yesterday, you after hate what Sienna? they did to me.
1: Oh well, yeah.
0: I, I, I needed them to complete my Sunday Mac parlay. Mac parlay. Pardon me.
1: Oh, Sienna's not in Ford Conference. They're they not were even nine in and three. Yeah, and they lost. They
0: were in first place though as of yesterday morning. Tied for first place. But they were in sole first place when you made your bracket.
1: No, cuz Ryder was also tied for them and they beat Manhattan, so now Ryder is in sole first place, but Iona's played one less so game. So where do you have Ryder at? I have Iona in the field because Iona has played one less game and they have better and they have better metrics and analytics. Ryder beat and- Iona. Well, but I'm just uh, more projecting I think Iona's gonna win the I regular season. <laughs> this
0: is just this is the sticking point in, in your bracket. I'm sorry. No,
1: I no Iona I can't get past that is Iona. my projection to win that the Metro Atlantic, you wanna, Atlantic conference.
0: You wanna give me the field?
1: You want me to give you the field? What do you for mean? Shot
0: color trivia. You, you get mean? Iona, I get the field.
1: Iona versus the field?
0: Yeah, so I get Ryder and Sienna.
1: Yeah, no, Niagara, I think I I think Iona's gonna win. All right. The regular let's bet season. shot color trivia on it. All right. The regular season I, Mac,
0: Mac you're, championship.
1: You're thinking about this wrong because they've got CNN and Ryder both on the schedule. CNN is at home, Rider's on the road.
0: I think they're both going to smack around the Gales.
1: And Ryder has to, I don't know.
0: All right. Shake on it. On air. We've got a bet on that. Iona the Metro Mac. Atlantic. No, it's just the so, Mac. So Andy's
2: Mac. betting on Iona?
0: Yeah, to win the conference. And you're
2: betting on the field.
0: I got the field.
1: Pretty okay. good odds for you. Yeah, I would was very generous good on my odds. end here.
0: Yeah, but you have the kinpom favorite.
1: True. That's yeah. You're right. That's I, that's, you why I that's why I put them in my bracket field. That's why I put them in my bracket field. They're well, the favorite.
0: They're, they're so banged up that they had to have a, one of their 40 year old assistants playing in practice just so <laughs> really they <can> have enough <laughs> to field five on five. So Iona surely got it. Surely
1: night. Iona's got a player on campus that come be on their practice team they iona iona
0: was like not supposed to lose a conference game no yeah they lost three of them
1: you're right no you're right i understand these things but they beat fairfield yesterday yeah they've won three in a row they covered too. they they've won three in a row God,
0: i'm so mad at sienna the way they finished that game
1: yeah sienna not good sam they've lost two in a row
0: what'd you do this weekend
1: uh I I did pretty much the same thing as
2: Andy, man. Good good slate of college football or college football. College basketball. I wish Rip. college
1: football. Um, no, no, no. We, we we wish college basketball.
2: I wish both. I wish both. Like the the time in the season where there's still college football and basketball. But I, no, I watch basketball. Um Yeah, I watched that that unbelievable offensive performance in the Tennessee Auburn game. Just, I can't mm. get over the fact that how many threes we were making. Mm. Wild. And then uh, got to see a nice Duke-UNC matchup. Got to see uh, Armando Baycott get shut down. Great, great, great highlight of my weekend. I
1: Oh, I forget you're a Duke I, fan. I, I hate
2: Armando Baycott. <laughs> He's one of my least – like, even if I wasn't a Duke
1: fan, Armando Baycott would be one of my most despised players out there. Is this probably the least amount – I, I This is probably the least amount I've ever really heard about a Duke-North Carolina game. Yeah, we were talking about <laughs> that,
2: actually. We were like, this is one of the least anticipated Duke-UNC matchups in a while, it seems like. But it was a very yeah. good game, actually.
1: No, it was. I mean, it always is a good game. Derek Lively is out there swatting shots. Yeah. Uh, and defense. He played a pretty good game for the first time in a while. Jeremy Roach decided to play good. Yep, yep. They they uh,
2: They, they kind of... Brought it together as a team for the first time. In that's a, while. a big that, win. That Tyrese Proctor kid played pretty well. So big win for the, the Blue
1: Devils and John Shire over there. They needed yeah. it.
2: They needed it. They did need it. They got a they got a tough stretch coming up too. They got Miami tonight and then Virginia, I believe. So
1: Virginia. Mm. ACC's a mess. It is a mess. Bottom line. This is a college basketball show today.
0: I don't even think the ACC's a mess. I think it's just bad.
1: Well, yeah, that's why it's a mess. They're bad. <clears throat> Their best team lost to the worst team this weekend.
0: Their best team <laughs> was an underdog in that.
1: Uh, game were they really? Yes. Oh my god. Their best. And, team, and it's
0: not like they're a bad team. They're a top ten team. Yeah. The that number, doesn't make the sense. The number six team in the country was a road underdog to a, a team that was. That might had just be Vegas
1: being wins. weird. That might just be Vegas no, being. No, I psychics. mean that was
0: one of those where you look at it and you go, "I have to bet on Virginia Tech because Vegas is smarter than me." Mm-hmm. Here's my. Model. Well,
1: I will say the best Big Twelve team going on the road, the best Big Twelve team, or the worst, The oh, let me start over, the best Big All 12 team going on the road against the worst Big 12 team probably also would be an underdog, but that's just because that conference is so good. Yeah. So it's like, sure. you can use that logic for that, but the for, ACC is just a mess. Virginia so.
0: Tech's also, like, not actually the worst Virginia team. Tech's they, on the bubble. I mean, they're probably, like, the 7th or 8th best team. Weird things like, happen at win, Virginia Tech. They were a two-win yeah. conference. They just hadn't had a great yeah.
2: start. That's an odd place to play, too. I feel like there's an upset at Virginia Tech, like, almost every year, I feel like.
0: Yeah, but... Still just hilarious. Your, your best top 10 team was a, an underdog against a, a team with yep. two conference wins. Yep. ACC's terrible. Virginia
1: Tech back in the bubble, though. Terrible. Congratulations. They're back in, in, in the bubble. They were out of it, they're in the bubble now.
0: Congratulations, Virginia Tech. <laughs> I guess.
1: They've got a chance.
0: kind of feel like Miami is the most dangerous team from a tournament really? perspective in the ACC. Didn't they beat Clemson?
1: They got the win over Clemson. They did.
0: They don't play any defense. But they sure do score some points. I feel like the defense is going to ramp up, and they're just going to there's going to be like a middling seed and unleash like Noel and everybody <laughs> else. On all I like want Nigel is Pack.
1: is Pittsburgh to win the ACC now, because mm. I think Pittsburgh and uh, and Virginia and Clemson are all tied for top of the ACC at the moment. That's all I want to happen. That's so gross. That and is it, gross. And that's the thing. Like I don't think Pittsburgh is in the field at all. I in my opinion, Clemson isn't even in the field in my books yet. So, no. both those te- both those teams are top of the of one of the best conferences supposedly in basketball, uh, and they're yeah, not I in want the tournament.
0: I am the ACC champion to be in like a you need to win the ACC tournament <laughs> <laughs> kind of to get yeah, in spot. L-
2: you got to run the table here. Let's, let's let Louisville take a run at the ACC. Uh, exactly. Champion. Let's get Louisville
0: back <laughs> in the mix. Imagine, yeah, imagine a like a Louisville Boston College. They got oh. a conference
2: win. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know when. Oh, Louisville, uh, Louisville got, got a, got a win. Conference win, but I was their game there came was, up what, on my TV, and, and I was like, "Oh, they got a conference win!" Congratulations
1: to Louisville. They were like one in thirteen. Who did they Clamp beat? The yeah, yeah, they, they probably campaign. they had to have beaten Boston College, right?
0: I don't know. Boston College is playing a little bit better.
1: Shout out Georgia Tech. They Georgia beat Tech. Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is one in ten. Or no, no, that's Louisville. Louisville's one in eleven in conference play. Yeah. Georgia Tech. Happens to be 1 and 12 in conference play. Oh, Ooh. Ooh. you know who they beat?
0: Boston College.
1: Miami. Horrible, Not horrible, me. horrible loss for Miami. That's pretty bad. <laughs> horrible loss that is for Miami. Bad. Not good. Oh, uh,
0: man. I watched so much college basketball this weekend.
1: Yeah, I did so too. So much.
0: I literally, yeah, from the very start of the day, Saturday, started watching it. Best
1: slate of the year, maybe? Yeah.
0: Up there. I fell asleep. No, so nah, there, there was a slate. Maybe even when we, the day we played Arizona, that was probably the slate of the year.
1: Okay. I just was out of town for that one, so I yeah. didn't get to watch as much. But uh, for me, this was my slate was of good. the year. Very good.
0: I fell asleep watching gonzaga saint Yeah, that was so just was on upset.
1: way too late. Yeah,
0: oh, I usually too. don't, but I fell asleep that time. I had been, like, drinking. I was tired.
1: That was on late.
0: Then I woke up Sunday, immediately just started watching Fordham in, in Richmond. Classic game. And I'll Classic tell you what, Fordham choked, and they choked bad. And it made me mad.
1: And Fordham was, was looking good. They're still looking good, but...
0: They were 18-4 coming into that one. 6-3 and three and 8-10 play beforehand.
1: That's a tough loss, though.
0: I'm all here for the Fordham turnaround, except I don't really like the ego of like the network of broadcasters that think that they're well, the best thing since sliced bread because they went to Fordham. They're kind of the so goats in a of lot of way. I'm kind of torn Mike on Mike Breen,
1: like, you don't like bang.
0: No, I do. I'm just like, but these Fordham guys that are just... Act like they're. the ah, best It's pretty thing historic, ever. though. Fordham and Mizzou, both those two schools of journalism, I don't really like them. But I don't know. How he point.
1: smokes. I don't know much about Mizzou, but Fordham. Fordham's got some some good good yeah. ones out there. Yeah, they do. Uh, what uh, Spiro? Spiro, uh, what's his last name? Didis. Yeah,
0: Fordham. I also watched two really good movies this weekend. One documentary that was. Uh, it's in the Oscar nominations for best best doc. It's Navalny.
2: Oh yeah, you were talking. What is that?
0: Uh, so, have you guys heard of Alexei Navalny? No. He's the political opposition for for Putin in in Russia, and he's like tried to start like a revolution in Russia, and it's kind of like sort of been working. And then they attempted, like Putin attempted to assassinate him, and then they like caught Putin ass trying to attempt to assassinate him, and now he's like in jail. But whatever, it was. It was just about him, and like the failed assassination attempt and like him figuring everything out post assassination and everything. And I got to say it was one of the more interesting documentaries I've ever seen. But there's also a scene about three fourths of the way through that is unlike any scene I've ever seen in anything where if I was watching a fiction movie, I would have just said, this is too far fetched. I don't like this. Wow. Hmm. So uh, I do recommend watching that. It was okay. powerful. All right. Yeah. I gave it four and a half stars.
1: That's a good rating I have to watch that.
0: And then I also watched uh, where the crawdads sing last night. <laughs> a okay. Bit, a little bit chick flicky, maybe, but it,
1: yes, it is.
0: Still, I really enjoyed it. Okay. It was like a weird combination of like chick flick and also like a little bit of a mystery, but like mostly a chick what, flick. What was
1: the girl's name in that movie again? I don't. Not know. the actress, but the Kaya. Kaya. Yep. Have you seen it? I've read half the book. Which half? The first half. <laughs> <I> started. <laughs> what? At the yeah. What? Half.
0: what do you mean? What half? <laughs> well, I thought maybe you read like the second, fourth, and like the third, fourth.
1: Why would I do that?
0: You just said you read half. You didn't specify.
1: Obviously, the first half. I started at the beginning.
0: <laughs> Why didn't you finish?
1: Cause I just it got I got busy. I don't know. I I started like last year and you I should. got busy. It's good. Well, no, I know also what happens. Four, also, yeah. four
0: and a half stars.
1: I'm not going to watch the movie because I know what happens.
0: So well, I gave it four and a half stars. All right. That's a rare weekend. You get two four and a half stars or better movies. It was a good weekend. Really. I need to watch a movie. Good weekend yeah. all around. Just college hoops and some good films. And my cat had surgery Friday, so I was just watching him.
1: Yeah, that was wild. Some coins.
0: Some coins.
2: He's got some chompers on him to eat some coins like <laughs> that, dude.
0: Dude. Half of, one of a, half of a penny disintegrated in his stomach. Oh, that's how long it had been in there. That's crazy. But Man. that means he ate coins on two separate occasions. I didn't know that was a thing.
2: I didn't think it would be either. The
0: vet told me, he's like, I've never, never heard of a cat eating coins before, let alone seen it. And your cat did it twice. So I guess you're just going to have to be really careful.
1: Now. Keep all the coins away. Well, yeah.
0: well I think anything. I think I just have to, like, if he can fit it in his mouth, it can't be accessible to him because I don't, who, what, what else is he going to eat? Like, if he thinks, like, well, he did chew through food, a coin, too. Well, he didn't chew through a coin.
2: He just swallowed it whole? Yeah. That's crazy. Two of them whole?
0: Yeah. Again, on two separate occasions, he swallowed coins whole. <laughs> Not one, but, like, he swallowed a penny, like, a while ago, and then, like, more recently, he was like, ah, oh, that penny. <laughs> feel it settling in there nicely. Let me try a dime. Let's get another Let me one. try a dime on for size.
1: It's <laughs> impressive.
0: Yeah. Well, it blocked it started working like a valve in his stomach and it blocked anything from going through and he wasn't able to digest anything and he started throwing up everything he put in his body. Mm. And had to have surgery where they went into his stomach and removed it. Tell you what it cost a little bit more than the dime and a penny that went in.
2: Yeah, I bet.
0: Anyway, so. That was a long opening segment, but uh, a lot of news to get into today. Kyrie got traded. The Vols tried to play offense. <laughs> we'll get to it next here on the Blitz. On the corner in my soul, down It's I my first All righty, back here it's on the I Blitz. And, uh, a Jesus. lot happened this weekend. Where biggest biggest car, news story of the, day in, the, of the day, day in sports right now. Gotta be Kyrie Irving. Really? Yeah, getting moved over to, to Dallas. Is that I the think? biggest?
1: I guess it's like the biggest breaking news.
0: What what would be a bigger sports story? Am I missing something?
1: No, I would just like think I don't know. Just mid season NBA. Kyrie Irving going to Dallas. How much do I watch the NBA? Not a ton.
0: I mean it is <laughs> it is still like
1: It's a big deal.
0: A superstar just got traded in the middle of the season from a A contending team to a different contending team. A weird move, all things considered. (laughs) I mean, Brooklyn had been playing better, and, like, they were four and a half games back of first, and it finally felt like KD and Kyrie together, they were ready to be the legitimate title contending team that you thought they would be. And then, just like that, they're not. Kyrie basically, what, wanted an extension, the Nets weren't going to give him one that was going to please him. There's not going to be a team in the NBA first of all that's going to give Kyrie Irving the kind of extension that's going to make him happy. You can't trust Kyrie. I mean, you can't give him a long-term deal. You can't give him a lot of, you know, guaranteed money or, you know, commit a lot to him like the Nets, you know, they tried to put in some certain stipulations, which they had every right to do, and I I don't think it was all that long of a deal, when it was just enough to get Kyrie to a point where he didn't want to play in Brooklyn anymore so surprise surprise the guy that never complains and is always happy Kyrie Irving is wanting out again so uh, a lot of offers out there obviously the Mavs ended up with him but the Lakers the Clippers the Suns
2: the Suns' offer was wild. All
0: offered some pretty big contracts, and you got to kind of wonder what the ripple is, or not contracts, but trade offers, what the ripple is going to be for that. I mean, the Suns were willing to move Chris Paul, offered up Chris Paul for Kyrie. Uh, the Lakers were willing to give up pretty much anything that wasn't LeBron or AD. Clippers, they were ready to give up a bunch of their future picks, and What Luke Kennard and like one or two other players, but I mean, specifically for the Suns, like you didn't get Kyrie, but now also Chris Paul knows that he was offered up. Like, that's an awkward situation to be in for the Suns, yeah. Awkward for the Lakers because, well, they I guess not necessarily awkward, but like if you're the Lakers, probably pretty better package,
2: I mean. They got two first round. They offered yeah. two
1: first round picks. And Lakers aren't very good though.
0: Joe Tsai just <laughs> simply was like I don't want Kyrie to go to the Lakers. That Professional was his, hater, Joe Psy. That was a stipulation. It was like I I I kind of respect it.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was like he if, said if the Lakers Kyrie's are gonna, Kyrie's
0: top choice no matter what they offer us. Don't care we're not trading him there cuz yeah. I don't want Kyrie to go to his top choice.
2: Nice. He said I've had enough with Kyrie. If I'm going to trade him, I'm going to screw him over while I trade him. I mean, Or screw the team over. Like, he could have gotten a way better package than the 2029 first-round pick.
0: It's just, I don't blame him, though. Like, those two, specifically Kyrie, but KD and Kyrie have made his life hell for three seasons now. Those two played less than 82 games together in three years. They were brought in to, like, be this championship core to deliver the Nets to the promised land, and all they did was complain... Complain some more and, and run out coaches and run players off the roster and make failed roster decisions, which I think just goes to show again, you can't actually let your players run your team. LeBron has tried to play lay GM for like seven years now, and he's got like one Mickey Mouse title to show for it in a bunch <laughs> of disappointing seasons. You know, KD, Kyrie, they wanted to build their own roster? Fine. That roster failed. They wanted their own coach? Fine. Well... He failed and then you wanted him fired. They got rid of your coach and completely switched up your roster only for that not to work and then them to then be upset that it didn't work and then for both of them to request a trade. So yeah, you know what I would have done? I would have sent Kyrie like straight to the Indiana Pacers. I would have turned down all those deals and just would have said, Hey Indiana, just give me like uh just give me like an unprotected second round pick and like we'll, we'll give you Kyrie and call it a day. I would have traded into the NBL, New Zealand Breakers. You guys still got, like, R.J. Hampton. Can we get him back?
2: He's in the league. Yeah,
0: can we just get, like, (laughs) the rights to claiming R.J. Hampton or something? Like, I I, I would have made Kyrie unhappy, but, I mean, for the Nets, like, you finally, I guess, kind of move on from there, and you get to a point where hopefully KD is happy enough that he'll actually play. You can try to build around him. Apparently the Nets – that's their plan. They want to just build around KD and get younger around KD. Besides, the fact that you won't really witness the impact of this trade until the playoffs start, and maybe you watch those. Andy, thoughts on this trade?
1: Uh, uh from my my limited knowledge, um, it feels like you know. The experiment in Brooklyn with Katie and Kyrie obviously wasn't working very well. Um, Katie requested a trade this summer. I feel like this ship had kind of been written on this and that they were going to move on, and it just clearly didn't work. Kyrie's had, you know, clearly issues with the last two teams. You know, things didn't end up well in Boston either. It turned sour. So it is an interesting. I'm more. Interested in, in, you know, Dallas's decision-making. Obviously, it's great that they add another, you know, star player, but how is he going to mesh with, with Luka? Luka's kind of, like, the guy. Is Kyrie going to be cool with that? Like, what what's going to be the meshing there? Um,
2: Luka needs the ball in his hand a lot.
1: Yeah, and, and not to say that, like, Kyrie Irving taking shots, I'm sure, is, is not going to be bad, like, but... Dallas has kind of got their window. Have they paid Luka yet? What's Luka's contract looking yeah, they, like? Yeah,
0: they've No, Luka, they have you know. to pay him in like three years.
1: So That's, that's when the, he's up for extension at so least. So that's the thing is like can they get a championship out of this move in the next three years or at least like be competitive because they haven't even been to a Western Conference final, have they? With Lu- Oh, no, th- were, were they last year? They were just year? in
0: one last year. Yeah, they
1: were in one last year. So it's like they're they're knocking on the door. They're a sixth seed right now, it looks like, in the West. Yeah. Um, so let's see what happens. I mean, maybe this is a good piece to help them, help them be competitive. I don't, I don't know. Shout out to Kings. Didn't realize they were the th- third seed in the Kings West. Kings are sneaky. This Light the year. beam. Grizzlies are starting to fall apart. So two of eight in their last ten. That's not good.
2: They, I think, uh, Shannon Sharp put a spell on the Grizzlies. I think they like, did. like they actually haven't been able to win a basketball game ever since that whole incident happened.
1: I, I just want to say I see a lot of Grizzly stuff on my timeline. Just you know. Being in Tennessee, I guess, or a lot of Grizzlies fans. Um, it's it's funny, not not saying this in a bad way. This is just how it goes with all fans. I feel like of teams that are at one, maybe even the Titans, you could probably say for maybe the Titans haven't experienced this, this. But, like, you go from, like, oh, come on, the media needs to talk about the Grizzlies more. Like, we need more Grizzlies coverage to them being like, please, please just talk about another team for once. Like, we're tired of, of being talked about in the media. So it's just – It's just a big cycle from when you're underrated to now being overrated. It's just what happens.
0: I think for the Mavericks, though, this is a move that makes sense. I mean, Kyrie has a good relationship with Jason Kidd. He has a good relationship with your general manager. You know, it's a big gamble for the Mavericks, right? Like, you're giving up Spencer Dinwiddie and you're giving up some other pieces. For a guy that might not be on your team next year, but I think in a couple of ways, like, A, you added a great piece to pair with Luca, right? You you know, you were the only team essentially that's competing for one of these top spots in the West that doesn't have two guys at the top of the team. So now you have that, like you have your two stars. I think if you look at Kyrie when he was, you know, most successful as a teammate was when he was with LeBron. LeBron, I, I think, is Ball dominant in the same way that Luca is? I think that those two can actually pair together really well, and it just gives you an opportunity too to to see how Luca does paired with another star, and to see what that looks like for when you try to build around Luca in the future. So I think you know there's that aspect of it. I think also you now keep Kyrie off of the Clippers and off of the Lakers and. The Lakers not in a great spot right now, but you you think with Kyrie, LeBron, and AD, that's a pretty dangerous team, and I think if the Clippers added Russell, I mean not Russell, added Kyrie, they would become the favorite in the West. So you you prevent those things from happening, and two, you know you think right right a year ago you were right there a year ago you were right there, right on the verge, and it was Jalen Brunson and it was Luka Doncic now. You upgrade from Luka to Jalen. You think that's a big enough upgrade to put you over the edge? I think it can be. So, I mean, I think this makes the Mavericks even more legitimate title contenders. But it feels like everyone's kind of taking a gamble. It doesn't really feel like there's any, like, true winner. But I think the Mavericks won more so than the Nets. The Nets got trapped into trading one of their best players who's averaging like 27 7 and 7 just because he is a crazy person (laughs) essentially but i guess like that's the risk you take when you're the maps too on any given day you could just wake up and your star point guard has posted something strange on his instagram and like (laughs) is deciding to move to nepal to study meditation and is going to take the rest of the season off like you don't know if Kyrie is going to play on any given day, let alone the rest of the season, let alone next year, let alone the next year. He could be unhappy in Dallas by like week three of March. Interesting trade, though. We'll uh, see what the ramifications are moving forward.
1: You know who the real winners are the Detroit Pistons, because they're going winless for Wimbenyama. The Pistons. So none are of this really be, like, matters. None of this really matters.
2: In like three or four years, the
1: Pistons I are going to be an be absolute wagon. I really thought. No, 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 no. Because Cade Cunningham's out for the year next. Once we get Wimbanyama, and then now we then we got the core. Uh, all of our guys are like eighteen years old. Jalen Duran, <laughs> Jaren Duran. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jaren, he's no, Duran. He just turned eighteen, zone, so like yeah. we got to give it some time now. <laughs> Jaden
0: Ivey, Cade Cunningham, Victor Wimbanyama.
1: Yeah. Bang. I, I will say the Spurs are also putting in a great candidacy for tanking. They've lost eight in a row, so yeah, I see trying, what you're doing well, over asking there.
0: Asking Jacob Potal to just like be the guy.
1: I see what you're doing over there, San Antonio. It's not going to happen. He's coming to Detroit.
0: They're going to give him to L. A.
1: How are Lakers we trading 2029 picks?
0: Spot.
2: Huh? I just wanted to know how we're how we're trading 2029 first rounders. Like, can the Titans <laughs> trade their 2029 first round pick for? The first overall might pick not be this year.
0: smart,
1: y'all. Might be bad. Can we then, trade? Tw-
0: yeah, like can we just mortgage our future? Yeah, can we go but, a like, decade just into like, the future? Way, like put it way off. Just be like, <laughs> we'll give you 2033, all three of our first rounders for the number one pick right now. I want like, like we'll that. Just figure it out.
1: I know thirty year old Charlie will be so unhappy though. I
2: want to do like that. <laughs> It'll it'll become like the Nets and Celtics thing with the Kevin Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce like, Oh my god, how did they ever agree on this trade? They're still getting picks from these guys? Like, that's what it's gonna be.
0: I want but yeah, I'm here I for want it. like Arfur, the guy that we took at one one to be out of the league and us be like, Wait, why don't we have a first round? Just sell your first round picks. Bears. Bears sell seven.
1: sell all ten of your next first round picks for the next ten years for the top five picks in this draft and just stock up. Can we trade picks for cap space? Like you go get you go get Bryce Young, <laughs> you go get Will Anderson, a Jalen Carter, and then you you take whatever wide receiver and, you fancy. We'll
0: take C.J. Stroud
2: and, and, and too, and so somebody has there. to trade us for a quarterback that they need, and we'll get some of our picks back.
0: I think we've cracked the code, right? I mean, I mean you just hope that all those guys, guys you don't even need picks by the time yeah, those we, guys are all hitting their second contracts. We're good.
2: Put me in that GM chair.
0: What are you doing, Ran? What are you doing, Why Rand? haven't you traded all our 2030 picks yet? I <laughs> haven't you Come offered on. up
2: 2029 20, first?
0: We'll get into Tennessee Auburn, though, on the other side. Dude, I'm actually hurting back here.
1: <laughs> need to do some stretches.
0: Maybe some child's pose. Get
1: a foam roller. Yeah, you need to roll out.
0: Think it. What about like one of those
1: massage guns? Yeah, just get a, or like a or cupping we, therapy. What
2: about the uh, shock collar? Like, some, <laughs> yeah, some, some, some electro put it on the lower
0: back. Yeah,
1: yeah, it could jolt jolt it back to energy at like a four.
2: You know, yeah, not like a. Does that thing go up to ten? It Goes up to seven. Seven? Yeah, maybe like a three.
0: Anyway, uh, Tennessee and Auburn. I, I mean.
2: Would you rather have your back pain right now, Charlie, or watch the Tennessee-Auburn game again?
0: I'd rather watch the Tennessee-Auburn game again. Hey, good
1: old-fashioned defense.
0: (laughs) Defense wins championships. (laughs) I'll say this. I I think that that Auburn's output was actually more so – let me start over. I think your defense actually held Auburn in check. I think Auburn's defense did a good job too, but I think he missed a lot of shots. But I think in terms of like the shots that teams but each team was getting, like I think Tennessee was getting a lot better shots. Like I don't think it was both defenses just absolutely grinding on each other, but that that was ugly. I mean, that's I get it. Like those that's the game that everyone's scared of, right? That's the game that we've seen in years past from this team. I feel like this year we haven't really seen that as much. I get it. You know, the Florida game wasn't good either. But that's the game that people are afraid of, and there was a lot of frustration. No, I, th- of I think
1: the Florida game is a lot more what you should be afraid of because you didn't play good defense either. Like, the Florida game was everything bad. Right. Like, nothing worked. At least in this one, you're playing defense, well, right? So that's,
0: that was kind of like the spin zone, I guess, is this defense is so good that you can score 46 points and win a basketball game? Yeah. Like, in, in in years past, you'd score 46 points and you'd lose, you know, 56 to 46. You'd lose that game and it would be a disaster and, you know, everyone would... We'd basically be in the Tennessee basketball apocalypse right now. You know, you still have a lot to clean up. This team has a lot they need to get better at, but... You still want a basketball game. So I think maybe Saturday even shows you that, you know, if it really does kind of fall apart for you in in one of those first or second round games, like presumably, you know, a second round against like a a seven or a 10 or an eight or a nine, you can somehow survive a bad shooting performance with your defense. You can beat a tournament quality team. That Auburn team probably is like a, a seven seed. Probably is somewhere around that range.
1: You want to see where I got them? Where do I have them? I've got them at.
0: I think they're in that 7-10 to 10 range, probably closer to 7. Yeah, let's see where Andy has them at.
1: We got them as a 6 seed.
0: Okay, so you have them as a 6, but, like, you can beat one of those second-round teams even if you have a bad shooting night. I think that's kind of what Saturday told you. Now, are you going to win a Sweet 16 game like that? Probably not. Elite 8 game? Probably not. You know, Final Four? No. Natty? No, but... I think you can at least, you know, maybe feel a little bit better about being able to survive and advance because that's what March is about, right? Survive and advance. Um, How confident are you, though, in this Tennessee team? And then how does that compare to your confidence level a week ago coming off of a, you know, an 82-point performance against a top-10 Texas team?
1: Yeah, I'm not as confident as last week, I think, clearly. Uh, two very different results than the one you got on Saturday, but I think that's I think that's the reason why you're not confident is because you could get that 80 point performance against Texas or you could get that shooting performance against Florida and against against Auburn. I think that's kind of the inconsistency that right now has a lot of people worried about this Tennessee basketball team. Yes, your defense can win you games and it's always going to keep you in games. I think I think you're never going to be out of a game because of your defense. I don't I don't see this Tennessee team getting, blown out because of the defense now it could happen so uh, I don't want to say they can't get blown out but I think the odds of you getting blown out are, are a lot lower just because of this defense so you're always going to be in games but I, I the shooting is just it is very inconsistent and and it's hard to really explain too because it's like you feel like you, you've got you've got good shooters right I, now at floated did a good job I think particularly of of you know keeping you out of, of shots where you felt comfortable but in auburn it's like you know the sh- you, you were taking shots you were taking threes you you were taking you know good looks they just weren't falling and that happens so like you can't control that all the time but it just it feels like the the ti- those times are adding up in ways and, and you've snuck in out wins like you shot 29% against maryland and you still won you you made Two three pointers against Auburn out of 21 tries, and you still won. So, there are those things, but you're right. Like, if you want to, I think the way you talk about being in or out on this Tennessee team is are they a final four team? Because it's clear that this team is a top team in the country. It's now how, how further can they elevate this? Can they be a final four team? You're right, not with shooting performances like that. So, I think the goal for this next month of play before you get into postseason play is like, hey, like, you know, let's find a little bit more consistency on this offensive end. We don't, you know, maybe we can expect performances like you had against Texas, but we just we just want to stay away from maybe performances like this. Like, what can we do to maybe avoid performances shooting-wise like this? Because the defense you can guarantee on, but the offense is, is still at that point where you're just not, you can't guarantee your offense to be there on a nightly basis, and that is what is frightening about this team, right? I
0: think really just... Going to come down to like, can you get, can you wake Santiago Vescovi back up? Can you get him to be the player you need him to be? Because this team to be successful, like, they need an off ball guard that can knock down shots. And Santi has been that guy for several years now, but I mean, he's been struggling. I know he had that big four point play, but he's been struggling, and I think probably his shoulder has a lot to do with that. You know, we've seen him miss games. We've seen him exit games. We've seen that bother him the majority of that season, and it's just unfortunate that that seems to be the case. You know, There's, there's not a whole lot you can do about that if you're Santi, but it seems like that shoulder's bothering him, and you need Santi to be Santi to be as successful as you want to be. Either that or Tyreek Key has to start giving you something. And, I mean, it's getting to the point where Tyreek Key is not even playing a lot. He played I think under ten minutes on Saturday. I think he was at eight. Eight minutes is what he was at.
1: Yeah, I think he's just gotta get confident again with his shot. He played nine minutes on, nine. on Saturday, but he was he was one for two from the floor. Um yeah, I just think I I think Coach Barnes even said he says he's like, you know, we just gotta get him going again. I think that he's just gotta get that confidence back and it might I mean, just had, be what, in practice. Like,
0: he had twenty two and, and then I know it was an exhibition, but he like he had twenty two zago. He had like thirty. In that game against Gonzaga, yeah, it had like thirty. I thought it was twenty. Is it? it was more than twenty. Oh, 10? it
1: was like thirty points. Yeah.
0: Okay. I mean, he has twenty-seven. So he has, like that output against Gonzaga, he was averaging double digits through through November, end of December, averaging double digits. But the fact that both of them have gone just ice cold at the same time doesn't help your offense. Because then you become even more reliant on like Josiah needing to knock down outside shots and like become even more dominant with the basketball. You know, you need Sakai Ziegler to step into more outside shots. And I, I just think this team operates a lot better, obviously, when Tyreek or Vescovi are, are, are hitting shots from the outside. And I don't know. I don't really know how confident I feel in either of those guys starting to hit shots anytime soon. Like, I – feels like both of them are in a slump and, and they're gonna have to fight their way out of it i guess again, well, i feel like Best santi B, hasn't been 100 like, percent healthy right i mean uh, for him it's just like i feel that way because i don't think you're just gonna magically heal for tyreek i just don't think at this point he's even gonna get the minutes to get hot again
1: yeah i again i i feel like a lot of it is it's 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 shooting things and those are things that you can work out of It it's not like in in terms of this team's defense this team's you know rebounding they rebounded the ball well um so, again, I feel like these are things that come March could be different. It, it might have just been a rough, rough week, rough stretch of a week. These are things that, that happen. Like sometimes you can't control shots, rimming out shots, you missing shots. Sometimes you have a cold day. But again, you know, you won the game. You won the game in another, in, a, in an alternative route. You didn't do that against Florida. Um, and you did it against Auburn, a top 25 team. It's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. No offense isn't really fun. And I know like, you know, you watch game, you wanna be entertained a little bit. That wasn't very entertaining, but one half of the ball did very, very good job. So it was half of the court was bad basketball, the other half was great basketball. So I think you gotta put that into perspective a little bit and just, you know, hope you don't get that under thirty percent shooting night the rest of the way. Sam,
0: anything?
2: I mean, it's hard to kind of – you don't want to make the excuse of, like, the throwaway game, like, too many times, you know. But, I mean, it's just kind of one of those games. Like, you know, defense held up and you found a way to win at the end of the day. It was not a pretty game at all. There's not a ton that you can really come out of there, like, being, I guess, super hopeful about, like, if you're talking about – winning winning tournament games maybe but I mean you found a way to win at the end of the day I feel like you can you can kind of take something from that and on a day where you you know you had pretty much the worst that you could do you shot nine percent from three you shot 27 percent from the field like no shots were falling you couldn't get anything going offensively you're just missing shots that you know you you made you had some good opportunities and you were just missing shots but you found a way to to win the game like it's it's not what you want to hear but you know, I think you just got to kind of survive in advance, and move on to the next game, and, and hope that you can put something together against Vanderbilt and Missouri uh, that's a little bit better than what you've done in the last two games before Alabama comes to town. Because, I
0: mean, you know, I get you, it. You got a tough stretch coming up. There's something in like winning a basketball game. Obviously, obviously, that's what you want. The entire goal of playing the sport is to win. Right. You know, you you won a basketball game on Saturday, but. It's getting a little harder to just say, oh, you know, just a throwaway game. Right. When you had another one of those throwaway games on January 14th, and you had another one of those throwaway games on February 1st, like at this point, that's three in a.
2: And the, you want to be having throwaway games in December and early January. You don't want that down right. the that's, stretch. Right. I mean, in that's
0: February. three that's, games that's in your last seven. To. Like you've you've had three pretty bad offensive showings and four good ones. Like that's. Starting to develop into a little bit more of a pattern. And again, I think it comes back to either Santi getting healthy or Tyreek knocking down shots or somebody else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, at least on the bright side, you got Josiah going. Got Josiah going. I doubt I doubt Santi I mean not Santi, I doubt Zakai goes O of whatever again. I know at one point. O, of, like 10. o of ten.
2: I feel like you've kind of missed your window, too, to, like, if you wanted to shut down Santi to get him healthier, I feel like you've kind of missed that window. Like, there's just too many important games down the stretch. If you wanted to do that, I think you should have done that. That that
0: was something I thought about. earlier. do you you consider take three weeks off? Take three weeks off, get a cortisone shot or a whatever shot, and do this and that, and, you know, see if we can get you back to being, like, the Santiago Vescovy that we know you to be. But, yeah, I think it might be too late. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, hey, again, you got to win. And I think in a way that you prove that you can survive a bad output and still get a win when it comes tournament time too. But offense is getting a little bit harder to defend and going to need to be a lot better on Wednesday. But hour one's done. Hour two on deck. Still got a lot more for you coming up in the second hour. Stay with us on the Blitz.